Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. It's a wonderful night for Oscar, 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 who will win. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, coming up is the wonderful 89th annual Academy Awards, the biggest night in Hollywood and for cinema. So tonight we're doing something a bit different. We have a lot of Kids First Film critics here talking about not all the nominations, but only the nominated films, all the films that are nominated for, for different categories, but only PG-13 and below. So we're only be talking about certain films. And uh, we're going to get right into it. Right now, we have Arjun and Kalista talking about La La Land, which is nominated for like seven categories. So, nice. um, like, with you, it's Arjun. nominated for 14 Oscars. 14 Oscars. Oh, my word. Why am I doing That's half of what I was saying. So, 14 Oscars. So, it's taken the road by storm. Arjun, what is the specific category you wanted to specifically win for? Well, I got two. I wanted to win for picture because... This, in my opinion, was just the best movie I saw of the last year. And I wanted to win in, in the actress category because Emma Stone as Mia was just a great performance. Like, she really showcased all of her skills. And, like, as the character had to go through the various auditions, he switched in between characters. And I really liked her character the best in the movie. She's certainly a talent. And, Calista, what about you? That's actually kind of hard for me because I'm hoping it's it wins for original song. Because I thought the music was... I, I loved the Which music. one? It's nominated for two original songs. Uh, it's nominated for audition. the audition song and City of Stars. I mean, I kind of prefer City of Stars, but honestly, I'd be okay with either one. That and either original score or best actress slash actor. Because I'd be okay with either one because the two main actors were great. Definitely. Those two are absolutely phenomenal. I personally wanted to win for Best Director because Damon Chazelle, who directed Whiplash last year, he is a phenomenal director and is starting to be rising up in the entertainment industry. And I think it should win for Best Director in Cinematography. Best Picture, it's still up for grabs. I feel like there's some other contenders that could possibly win that one. So um, Arjun, why do you think that people like, took this film by storm? Well, for one, it was a refreshing, like, musical. Most musicals of, like, the past, like, years have been kind of underwhelming and haven't been done right, but this is, like, the one that they finally got right, and it was, like, perfect and really a great, like, throwback to, like, the oldest times. It really just worked well and flowed well. Well, I love this film, and so we'll wish it luck on the night, on the big night. So, right now, we're going to, we're really running through this film, so we're going to go over to Best Visual Effects, which is, the film nominated for this is Doctor Strange. And right here, we have Jerry and Benjamin. Jerry, let's talk about this visual effects, visual effects specifically. Why do you feel like it got nominated, and compared to the other contenders, um, what do you think? I think that Doctor Strange definitely had more of an original take of visual effects, and that is really why it's nominated, and that is true with a lot of other nominations for this category. And I honestly think it should win, mostly just because of the background that they had when all the magical and very technologically advanced things were happening around them, and it was just so beautiful and breathtaking to look at everything they did, how much detail was put into everything, so I really do think they should win. I would debate that later on in the show, we're going to be talking about other films that are nominated for Best Visual Effects. But we're going to continue with, ben oh, with Benjamin on Doctor Strange. So, Benjamin, what about your take on the visual effects in this film? And do you think it should win? I agree. I think it was much different. Like, you're not used to seeing this kind of 
visual effects. It was very, like, psychedelic. And the visual components of this movie make it a lot more interesting. And I thought it really worked well. Rather than feeling strung out and kind of tiring, it was sort of refreshing to see Mm -hmm. a new kind of visuals that you don't see very often. I would definitely agree. And also, this is like straight out of the comics. This this comic came from like the 70s. So it's a lot of psychedelic kind of visuals that are absolutely mesmerizing. I saw this in IMAX and I, I'm so happy I did because I was totally into it. And it's just, it is very unique in the visual effects experience. So let's going to move on to Jerry. Are there any other contenders in this category that you may give Doctor Strange a run for its money? And you're probably going to agree with what I'm about to say. Kubo and the Two Strings is with the, one of the very little amounts of animated films nominated for visual effects. The last one was in the 1990s for yeah. another stop-motion film. I forgot the name. A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, that was it. So yeah. I do think that is a very big contender for this award as well. Totally agree. We'll talk more about that film later on in the show. But thank you for bringing that up, Benj- um, Jerry. Thank you guys for talking about that. We're going to keep moving on. Oh, we're just speeding through like a pod racer. Speaking of which, we have Benjamin, Ryan, and Alexandra talking about Rogue One, which is also nominated for Best Visual Effects. So, um, Ryan, can you um, debate whether or not it could win for Best Visual Effects? I think maybe it could, like, like compared to Doctor Strange, like, the visual effects were fantastic, even though I didn't, like, make a review, but I saw it, and kind of like in between like i'm not sure who would win because in star wars they showed planets and like death star and how they show like many characters from episode four and i don't know i think maybe star wars may win. wonderful so um okay then uh what about you alejandra what did you think of rogue one well i thought the rogue one i mean it should definitely win because the visual effects, I mean, they've always been super wonderful in the Star Wars movies. Personally, I think it's the best one since it's the newest movie of Star Wars. And then, like, it keeps getting better each year. So I, I definitely think that I should win. Now, Benjamin, what specific element in Rogue One made it a contender or even maybe a winner of best visual effects, in your opinion? I don't think it's a winner because there are certain flaws with, like, not just one thing. There are different representations of characters that were from the originals they thought just mm-hmm. looked off and kind of creepy but i think the battle scenes and like the adats and all the different vehicles and stuff it remained true to the originals but still gave a new visual sort of side of things that the originals weren't able to do Definitely. This is like the first like star wars film in a long time we've been actually able to get like an awesome space battle and especially with the effects that we have nowadays and I would agree with you. Some of the characters were CGI'd. The commander and the late Carrie Fisher were CGI'd. And while it looks good at some points, they overused it at some at, um, in some scenes. And it just felt like, yeah, we can tell it's fake. So, yeah, I can understand that. But it, it does deserve at least a little nod for some of the stuff they did. Now, thank you guys for talking about Rogue One. Let's, uh, again, wish, wish it luck for the nominations. Well, we're just sailing along this this radio show. All these puns are terrible. But speaking of which, we're going to be talking about the animated hit Moana, which is nominated for Best Song, How Far I'll Go, and also Best Animated Feature. So, um, Mia, let, let talk about which category you prefer for it to win in if and um, why. Well, technically, I think it has a good chance of winning both, but 
I'm not really sure. I think I would like it to win original song, even though I know that there's some other great nominees up for that category because the song How Far I'll Go is definitely now my favorite Disney song because it's very catchy and it has a great tune. But also there's other great songs like from La La Land that I heard you guys talking about that also could be a great nominee for that award. Oh, certainly. Uh, But Lin-Manuel Miranda, ooh, that man could write a song. Uh, but Carla, what did you th- what do you think about the, it being nominated? Um, I think that it would totally win um best original song because Lin Manuel, as you said, can write a song and <laughs> everything, and um, it probably would win um best animated movie too. Ooh, I may debate with you on that one because, as we mentioned, Kubo is nominated for Best Visual Effects, but it's also nominated for Best Picture, and I'm going to be talking about that film soon. But um, then again, it, it does have a chance. It is one of the, if anything, I feel like it sh- um, that film should win instead of Zootopia, even though Zootopia is great. I feel like Moana was a better, was a superior Disney film yeah. in in the classic Disney way, I should say. Um, so uh, Arjun, um, overhearing my opinion of this, uh, what do you have to say about it? I would say that, like, I preferred, like, Zootopia as a movie better, but the songs, like, obviously in this one were much better. I mean, it will have, like, like a run against the La La Land song, because, like, that song is also really nice, but this song is definitely, like, a really well-done song. But in terms of best animated picture, I think I really like Utopia better, because, like, it, it had a really good message on, like, the social life we live in. But Moana was also, an, like, a great movie. Like, Disney outdid it with their movies this year. Well, we're going to be talking more about Zootopia later, but thank you guys for talking about this. We got through four movies in one segment, ladies and gentlemen. That's a record. But uh, we're going to be continuing our Oscar predictions and Oscar night. So please stick around. But with that said, let's take a break. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by The Cat in the Hat Knows a Lot About Space. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Orks, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We're going to continue talking about a whole bunch of different films and our Oscar predictions for their nominations. And the first film we're going to be talking about is Zootopia, which is nominated for Best Animated Film. We're going to be talking to Benjamin and Ryan. 
So Benjamin, let's start with you. What do you think are the chances of Zootopia winning Best Animated Film? I think they're high because, well, I'm sure all the other ones are amazing, including Kubo and Moana. I think that Zootopia has a certain thing with its story and explaining sort of racism in a kid's movie is hard to do. And I felt they did in a subtle way that could appeal to both adults, but it was still engaging for kids. And I really liked it. I definitely agree with the morals. It definitely has very interesting morals that were played out very well. Ryan, what do you think? Same question. What do you think are the chances it'll win Best Animated Film and why? I feel like the chances are low. Um, the reason why is because there's so many other movies like La La Land who, that like did somewhat, I guess, better because, to be honest, not to be mean to the movie in general, it's just that Zootopia came like in, I think, last almost last year. And like many people don't really like remember that movie. It's not really fresh on their mind, so that's why. I see your point, but in terms of animated movies specifically, like not live action, just animated, what do you think are the chances? Oh, just an animated? I think the chances are high then. I, I thought you meant like movies just in general, like big, greatest picture. But like animated, I think they're going to be pretty high because, yeah, same thing with uh, Benjamin was saying about how they talked about racism and trying to make it subtle. Like that was like a big thing that I liked about that movie because it kind of like shows kind of like related to real world. So that's why I think the chances might be high. And Mia, what do you think? Do you think Zootopia can win Best Animated Film? Well, um, it also has um, great um, nominees up against it, but I do think it does have a good chance because there was so much going on in the movie that they had to put great detail into like everything they did since they had so many different like i don't know like sections in their world like the rainforest and the arctic which i think that they did a really good job on putting details in that i definitely agree and uh mia i'm gonna ask you another question do you think any other film may win the award like out of all the animated films that are nominated which one do you think could win well, um, I think Zootopia is a possibility. Um, I also think Moana. Um, I don't know if it's just me, but I personally didn't like Kubo in the Two Strings. I thought it was um, well animated, so I think most of them have a good chance, but I say Zootopia and Moana might have the best chance because they had so many details in it that I think really made them stand out. Very interesting. And yeah, I, I definitely agree. There are so many different possibilities. So Benjamin, what do you think? Do you think there's any other film that could possibly win? Kubo? I don't really think Moana has a chance because it's by the same studio. And like, Zootopia is a superior film. So, um, but I feel Kubo is artistic in a certain way that I feel the Academy could recognize it and give it to that movie. I definitely agree. So, Zootopia, good luck to the film, but now we're going to move on to Fences, which is nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor for Denzel Washington, who plays Troy, Best Supporting Actress, who plays Viola Davis, I mean, Best Supporting Actress, Viola Davis, who plays Rose, and Best Adapted Screenplay. So, Benjamin, what do you think is the best chance this film will win an Oscar? Which category do you think it has the best chance in? Um, I think Denzel Washington and Best Supporting Actress. Um, 
I feel Denzel Washington really took control of this character and made it his own. And it, there were times where you forget, with Viola Davis as well, that you're watching these characters. But I feel Denzel Washington did a better job than Viola Davis did because most of the movie sort of rests on him for about the first half. And I feel that Viola Davis adds a lot of raw emotion, but that raw emotion doesn't really come until about maybe the last quarter or two of the film. So we didn't even mention best, you didn't even mention best picture. So do you think that has no chance of winning best picture? I wouldn't say it has no chance. I just feel it's not a perfect movie. And I think there are other movies with better chances. And I don't know if this factors into it, but I don't know if a lot of people saw Fences either. Well, in my opinion, I don't think it really matters about how many people saw it, because a lot of films in the past, they're very small films, but they won Best Picture. But how about Adapted Screenplay? Do you think it has a chance there? I do. I thought, in terms, I haven't ever seen the play. I thought they transitioned it really well to the screen and kept it interesting. The movie relies a lot on the strength of the actors' performances and sort of the screenplay in some ways because it's very captivating and I really it really kept my interest. I never I, f I never got bored during this movie, so yeah. Well, it definitely has a great chance since it's nominated for so many categories. You're listening to Kids First Car Attractions, and right now we were just talking about the film Spences and Zootopia, but now we're going to move on and talk about the next film. That's going to be Hidden Figures, which is also nominated for many categories. Best Picture, Best Supporting Actress, who is Octavia Spencer, and Best Adapted Screenplay. And we're going to be talking to Tristan and Arjun. So, Tristan, what do you think are the chances that this film will win an Oscar? And specifically, I want to know the Best Picture, the big golden statue that everybody's after do you think it has a chance in winning Best Picture? I think it does. It didn't have a lot of chances to have amazing visuals like over landscapes and stuff like that. But the stuff that they did, it was it was really enjoyable and visually pleasing. In my opinion, I really hope it wins, and I think it has a decent chance. Um, I like to see what happens, but I'm really excited. So, Arjun, which Oscar do you think Hidden Figures will win? I think it would, if, if it were to win an Oscar, it would most probably be like the supporting actress nomination because Octavia Spencer's Dorothy Wan was just a really empowering performance and like a really accurate representation of the real life like mathematician. And, you know, the, the scene in the library where like she's trying to get like the programming book for her kid and, you know, like she's not able to, yet she still manages to get it. Like her acting during that whole scene was just amazing. Now for the awards, like best picture, and so I'm not really, I'm not really as confident about that because uh, number one, like the, there are other movies like La La Land and Fences, which are most probable to win the award. La La Land, like my most probable choice for that award, because like it's the movie's about Hollywood, and that's what, exactly what these people would like. But I think for supporting actors, it is highly probable. Hmm. And Morgan, you also saw the film, so what do you think? Which Oscar do you think it would win? Honestly, I think it should win for Best Actress because it is simply amazing the way how these three women who all have different backgrounds come together and really just made a motivational film that really inspires girl power, women's rights. And it's such a huge part of history that I also think that it should probably win uh, Best Picture of the Year as well. 
You know, I definitely agree with that. Because of its importance, I think it should get recognized, either for Best Picture or Best Adapted Screenplay. Speaking of Best Adapted Screenplay, Tristan, do you think it has any chance of Adapted Screenplay Award? You know, going up against movies like La La Land and stuff, I don't think it has as good of a chance as those types of movies. I would like to see it win again. But I, I think it's better suited off for Best Supporting Actress or maybe even Best Picture. But I think it has a decent chance with Adapted Screenplay. Hmm. And Arjun, I have a question for you. Who do you think will win Best Picture? Do you think it will be this film or another film? I think personally it will be La La Land because that movie is about like, Hollywood. And it's like, once again, a refreshing musical that has not been like, really done in the recent years. But mainly the fact that it's about Hollywood and that really sticks to like the Academy Awards, like the head of the people there, like they they would really like, they'd really be into that sort of a thing because it's about Hollywood. And people clearly like it for giving it so many nominations. Well, guys, thank you so much for talking to me about Hidden Figures. We are now going to move on to two new more films, Jungle Book and also Kubo and the Two Strings. Let's start with Jungle Book, which is nominated for visual effects. And we're going to be talking to Ryan, Morgan, and Kiefer. Ryan, let's start with you. What do you think about the visual effects in The Jungle Book? Well, I really, like, I, I love the visual effects. They seem fantastic because I thought they actually filmed in the jungle and, like, put CGI's in it. But I didn't know the entire set was, like, a blue screen and, like, a few real, I guess, objects. So I think it might win. And also, they use animals, like, talking animals. And it looks very realistic, especially with King Louis. His was, like, very uh, huge, and I liked how realistic the details were. I definitely agree. It is so impressive to do a whole film with using nothing but special effects and still a live action. So, Morgan, same question. What do you think about the visual effects in The Jungle Book? And also, another question, do you think it has a chance of winning? Well, honestly, I thought the graphics were stupendous. Because if you think about it, they did that entire thing with green screen and blue screen, and that's just like, oh, gee, that's amazing, because people usually don't do that. If they do, they have to put a lot of work and effort into it. So I think that they yeah. definitely do deserve to win. And also, I absolutely loved the little boy who played Mowgli. Neil Sethi was simply amazing. Bill Murray was stupendous. Ben Kingsley was also just magnificent. I, I definitely agree. They were just all fantastic, and Jungle Book definitely has a huge chance of winning. But Kiefer, what do you think? Do you think Jungle Book will win the visual effects? And I have another question to kind of branch off to the next film we're talking about. Kubo and the Two Strings. Do you think Kubo and the Two Strings has a higher chance of winning visual effects? As much as I love Kubo for its innovations and stop-motion animation, for like visual effects-wise, I feel like Jungle Book is very superior. It has all the elements of what a visual effect should be, it totally encompasses you into a different world. And I just, I couldn't believe how much of this was CGI and how much of it was that visual effects. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal. But I will say this, for all the haters, I really can't believe how many people did not like Kubo because I genuinely think it should win for best animated picture because Disney... You've got enough. You've got enough Oscars. You really genuinely do. And I don't even think Moana is the best Disney film. I think Moana is a good Disney film, and of course they keep pumping out great hits. But Leica Studios has made hits before. It's made Box Trolls, it's made Paranorman, and Coraline, who are always trudging on the edge of children's entertainment. And that's why I feel like Leica should win this Oscar for Kubo, because I think it's, it's magnum opus compared to its other films. 
And Morgan, what do you think? Do you think Kubo can either win visual effects or animated film? I think it could win both. And Kiefer, I totally agree with you 110%. Because not a lot of people do um, play animation anymore. And if they do, that takes so much time. And it's like, oh my gosh, that is amazing the way that you were able to add such detail. The story was just, it was just perfection. Well, good luck to all the films we talked about this segment and the nominations in general to all the films that are nominated. We're going to take a quick break. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Come Instructions. And this show is sponsored by The Cat in the Hat. There's a lot about space. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Expecto Predictions. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we are back with our Oscar predictions. We're going through movies. That's it. You can say hidden figures. Right now, we're going to be talking about Fantastic Beasts with Callista, which is nominated for Best Visual Effects. So, Callista, um, tell us a little bit about why, um, if you think it could win or if it could not win. I think it has a good chance of winning visual effects because the whole thing did look real, and considering the entire movie was based on fictional creatures. I thought that they looked pretty real. But I believe it's also nominated for costume design, I think. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um which the costumes were made by Colleen Atwood, who has already won like three Oscars. She's already won Oscars already for like the Alice in Wonderland Tim Burton remake. And mm-hmm. I think it has a I think both visual effects and costume design have good chances. I think that Fantastic Beasts has a good chance of winning for both of them, but probably a little bit more on costume design because, let's be honest, though, the costumes were great. Mm-hmm. And I, I apologize. I want to make a correction that it's Fantastic Beasts is not nominated for Best Visual Effects. I apologize. That was a fact check no, on it's me. Pro- it's production design, I think production design, which is a whole different area, but still equally as important. So let's talk more about, like, instead of the visual effects, of course, of production and design in this film. Yeah, because the whole thing was tracking down mythical creatures from the Harry Potter world, 
of course, you would need some pretty dang good visual effects. And the whole thing looked real. There was a scene with, like, this giant, like, half hippo, half elephant creature. I don't really know what to describe it as. Yes. Because it was, like, really big. And then there was, like, the scene with this giant bird. It all looked really real and really magnificent and majestic. So I think now, it has a good chance of winning. Now, you were talking about the visual effects, but the production design, which are the sets and where it was shot. So, like, what do you think of that? Because it's, like, it transports you pretty much into, like, the 19... Uh, yeah. yeah. The whole thing was set in the 1920s, like, 70 20. years before Harry Potter takes place. And, like, it does have a certain style. I think it's trying... I think it knows that it's in the Harry Potter world, but it's in a different sort of timeline and i think it's trying to separate itself from harry potter in a way because it knows that that's immensely popular and i think it's trying to be its own thing so i think it does a good job of doing that because like the whole thing takes place in like new york i think well most of the harry potter movies take place in hogwarts so i think it is trying a little bit more to sort of take you into up uh the wizarding world outside of hogwarts mm-hmm I definitely agree. It's, it's it's kind of expands the universe of the Harry Potter world, but uh, we're just gonna have to figure out and see. Uh, check out Oscar Night on February twenty sixth to see if it wins. Um, we're gonna keep on moving down with our long list of films, and we're gonna go over to the uh, peculiar nomination for Trolls, uh, for its nomination for best original for best song, which is by Justin Timberlake, which. I have to say, I love the song. I can't get it out of my head. I can't stop the feeling that this may win best song, but it has a lot of other contenders. So, um, Alejandra, what did you? What do you think? Do you think it could win best original song? I think it would. I think it has a great chance of winning because when you would watch the movie, the song would give it gave a positive spirit to the movie. Like you're watching the movie and all the scenes and the music, like that song, the I can't stop the feeling, it, it, it made it better. Definitely, especially since this is like a jukebox musical um, film. It has all different music from different time periods and different artists. And yeah, because that wasn't yeah. the only that wasn't the only song in the movie, but that was one of the the ones that like stuck out the most. You know, that was the one that was more lively. Definitely, because it's it's an original song by Justin Timberlake, who I yeah, love and exactly. adore. Morgan, what do you think? Do you feel like that it deserves a nomination, or did you feel like you even got snubbed for best animated picture? Oh my gosh, you know what? I think that it uh, deserves the nomination, and I think that it could have won. I think that it was a fantastic film. I met Justin Timberlake. He is an absolute sweetheart, and it is like one of the most played songs on the radio. And like, whenever I hear it, uh, I can't stop the feeling. I just like start feeling the feeling, and I start dancing and singing, and I'm like just having a great time. And I think that this is one of the best films that I've seen this year, or last year, sorry. And I absolutely loved it. I thought it was really cute, really fun, and I actually now know what trolls are. So I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so just adorable. Adorable. So, um, Ryan, what do you think about this not being nominated for Best Song? I think of it like, I think they might win as original song. I will, so, Kiefer. Is yeah. Moana a competitor or no? Moana is a competitor for uh, how far I'll go. Well, I think it, I think Moana might <laughs> in the case, just like comparing the two, because like I feel like how far I go is like really like a very fantastic song, I have to say, and I feel like that's gonna win. 
And for the music for um, I think Kansas Fe, I think that one is like more pop music, and I feel like that's not gonna win because I don't know. I feel like Disney's gonna win somehow because they're Disney. They might I don't know. Mostly, mostly Disney movies just win a lot of Oscars. I agree, and I will object. Hopefully, that it's um, they back away for this one. But who knows? Bruno Mars won Happy a few years ago, and that was a pop song. So who knows? Yes, it was Pharrell Williams. Don, it was Pharrell Williams. I am just going left and right with wrong facts right now. There's just so many nominees and so many different names. Thank you for correcting me. That Pharrell Williams, who also did the music for Hidden Figures, who's ah, uh, how can I pick Pharrell? Um, so um, why um. Alejandra, do you feel like that it's, um, what do you think with the other contenders? Do you think it could win? I think, wait, do you mean if um, there's other options, I mean, there's other possibilities of Moana to win? Yeah, people are just that? picking Moana, and, well, it's got a great chance, and we got uh, other great... I mean, it does have it. a great chance, because the same thing, I, I think the same thing about it. In Moana, when I watched it, the music, the soundtrack, or the song that's... That's that that can win brings life to the movie. Like it's a complete. If you want, if you watch the scene without the song, and then like, you watch the scene with the song, there's a difference. You will like the one definitely. with the song better because it 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 gives life to the movie. So yeah, definitely it has a chance too. But in, in my in my opinion, I think Charles has more chance of it. So we're gonna yeah. continue going on with music by talking about best score, and we're gonna be talking about passengers with Arjun and Jerry. Now, gentlemen. I'm sorry to say, but are we really talking about passengers probably winning this when it's contender as La La Land? I'm sorry. I'm just kind of skeptical about that. But Jerry, what do you think? Keeper, you forgot about another nominee, and that is the titan of music, Star Wars Rogue One. Oh, please. I'm sorry. Really? Star Wars may not be the best in many ways, but it is definitely the best in music. Passengers, it's a great film, but I don't think you could win this award. I agree with you on that. And I think that La La Land will probably win so many awards, but I think the music should go to Rogue One because Star Wars, it always wins in music. I love how we just like drop passengers like automatically and just go straight to Star Wars and La La Land. But, but Jerry, last year, it, it was nominated again for best for best score, and the closest thing that Star Wars got to an Oscar last year was C three PO, and he looks he oh, he looks like an Oscar himself. But we're leaving at Arjun. What do you think about best score? I mean, as good of a score passengers have, like I really like all of these like really good sci fi scores that are made nowadays. I mean, I think a Rogue One or La La Land has more of a chance. I mean, I think out of all like. Like, La La Land would probably, like, win it, because, like, you know, the whole, like, music theme of the movie, and, of course, how I mentioned, like, it's it's about Hollywood, that's exactly what the um people like over there, but, I mean, I mean, all the contenders are really good, but I think La La Land's going to nab this one. Yeah, and I'm sorry about Passengers, by the way. I think Passengers, I mean, it's got a good sci-fi kind of tone to it. I listened to the soundtrack. And it's, it's got some very good vibes to it to really get you into the atmosphere of what the f- movie um, is, and that's what score is supposed to do. But when you've got a musical such as La La Land, not even just the music, but just not even just the, the songs, but the jazz music behind it, it really does tell the story. And um, Jay, w- wouldn't you agree, or do you have a different contender? I'd say that La La Land is definitely a competitor against Star Wars Rogue One. I'm sorry, Passengers, you're a great film, but you have no chance. And 
I do think that La La Land will at least win one award, if not all 14 it's, nom it's nominated for. So it is definitely a competitor, but I just really want to see Star Wars Rogue One win original score. And it would be interesting because this is the first Star Wars movie, I believe, that isn't done by John Williams. Well, I'm sorry to say, Jerry, which, again, another fact check. Um, Star Wars was nominated last year, and this year it's not even nominated. It's not nominated for best score. It is nominated, I believe. No, it isn't. It's Jackie, yeah. La La Land, Lion, and Moonlight, and Passengers. It's not nominated for best score. Well, that was my mistake, then. I mean, there's a good score to it, of course, but, I mean, maybe that's why. Maybe because it didn't have John Williams, they didn't get best score. No, it's totally fine. I thought so, too, because I thought it could have won. But, hey, we have another con lot of contenders for best score, but I feel like a lot of us think Lawland's going to win it. But we may get surprised um, during their show, of course. Now, we're going to move on with our last segment, uh, last um, last part of the segment. We're talking about documentary. Again, another underrated category, in my opinion, but there were some great documentaries that came out this year. And we're going to talk to Cameron about the uh, I Am Not Your Negro, which is took by storm by a lot of people who really enjoyed it. So, um, uh, Cameron, talk about what you thought about the um, this, fi or this film. I think we talked about it before as well. Um, yes, we did. Uh... The movie was very interesting. I liked the way uh, Raul Peck, I believe, uh, put a little twist in his perspective on segregation and how it was viewed by himself as a little seven-year-old boy. And I don't know, I like that take on um, his story and how the movie played out along. Now, there's, there's many other documentaries that are nominated now. Sadly, not everyone sees these documentaries, but there's another one that I saw I personally enjoy, and I like uh, O.J. Made in America, which is this long documentary uh, series about the O.J. Simpson trial, which I have to admit, I really enjoyed it. It's very long, but like, it's the, the trial is absolutely, absolutely fascinating. But I will have to agree with you that I Am Not Unigo has got a run for its money for this one. So why do you feel like this film could, could take home the, the Oscar? Honestly... I feel like O.J. Simpson, Made in America, and I Am Not Your Negro are kind of like the same in quality and how yeah. they put it across in I Am Not Your Negro, how segregation was uh, shown to people in blacks and whites. And I liked how in O.J. Simpson, they made it seem like there's two sides of the story and they didn't, they didn't decide it themselves, but they made people see what was going on and how everything was put into place, I guess. So I don't really know. They both are really good. Well, I feel like what made um, the OJ made America very um, different. Well, we had the OJ Simpson trial, People vs. OJ, which is another miniseries that was that uh, television miniseries, which is one of my favorite miniseries of all time. But what made this one, this miniseries, documentary miniseries, different is because it does shed new light to it in a different way. And again, it does m mention many of the themes of I Am Not Your Negro, but just in a different light. There was a lot of racial tension with this court case. Not only that, but like celebrities and, and how a court should be run. I mean, there's so many different aspects of this case made it so unique. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't say I have seen all of the documentaries, but with the two I have seen, this it's really a hard race to call. Um, why do you feel like documentaries do get like underappreciated in the categories of the Academy Awards, though? I feel like either people 
might in their heads they might think oh i already know what's that's gonna be about i might as well not even watch it or i don't want to watch another documentary of talking about facts and i don't yeah. want to feel like i'm sitting in a history class and they're telling me what's going on i feel like that's why people don't want to watch documentary but documentaries but there's lots of documentaries that are very interesting like the oj simpson made in america was very good i watched it with my mom and my brother and it was it was amazing and i'm not your negro was very interesting and uh nice to listen to about like history about myself and how people um went against it and uh back then with martin luther king um medgar evers and malcolm x Definitely these award shows do hopefully shed light to a lot of the lesser-known films. The big films uh, in India, of course, everyone cares about Best Picture, but sometimes you just got to look at the shorts or look at the documentaries. And I hopefully, I hope the show also encourages people that, hey, all these other films are nominated, but please, if you have time, which is also hard, please check out these shorts and check out these documentaries because there's also filmmakers that are able to tell stories in their own unique ways. With that said... Let's take a break from this madness of cinema. And uh, I am your host, Keith Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Cat in the Hat, knows a lot about space. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Kids Safe, Mother Approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey and welcome back i'm morgan brian birch and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we have been talking about some amazing things such as kubo jungle book hidden figures and so many more fantastic subjects including trolls and right now we will be talking about the amazing and stupendous red turtle for the Oscars, which is really awesome. So how are you today, Clayton? I'm great. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. So I heard that this is an animation movie. What would you, um, did you like the animation, and do you think that it could be for best animated feature or short? Um, the animation is really beautiful, and it I think it, appe- it appears to be hand-painted with watercolors. It's very beautiful but overall i wasn't really sure about the film compared to like other studio ghibli ones okay that makes sense 
what was your favorite scene in the movie that really brought it into the Oscars to you? My favorite scene, I probably don't have a favorite scene, but the favorite like overall thing about it is the music. The music goes perfect with all the scenes. Like it gets more intense when the scene gets more intense and I just the music was goes perfect with the film. So do you think that it could win any awards for like best song or anything like that? Not for best song because I think Moana probably get that. But probably maybe for animation. Do you think that Red Turtle could win any more nominations, or do you think that it's good for just animated picture? I don't feel like it's so like broad. I feel like I feel like a lot of people don't know about it or really would like care about it for some reason. Because I don't think kids are really attracted to silent movies. They're all like, "Oh my god, let's go see the new Shrek 20 or something." But I don't feel like kids would not want to see this. They'd rather go see other films. Like uh, when Zootopia was out, everyone was in love with that. I I love Zootopia. Moana I haven't seen, but Kubo was great. But I don't think this, like, compares. I saw Kubo, and I think that Kubo should win 110% for animated film. Oh, yeah, I love that. I love Kubo. It was so creative. How did it compare to Kubo if you liked Kubo so much? Like, so different, almost. One is, it's silent, and the other one's, like... I feel like, actually, Kubo's more, like, for children, and the Red Turtles for more, like, teens because it's first off it's silent and it's like hand painted and it's studio ghibli so it's a little it's not really confusing but it's more complex than other like animation films so did they did the drawing really express like their emotions and stuff because silent films i've heard are very hard to understand but did you like think this one was understood crystal clear not fully but the music really helped express the emotions of the characters it makes sense because usually music really brings a lot to the story no matter what. And it's like, OMG. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Let's move on to um, another fantastic film called Hail Caesar. We're going to talk to Keeper and Jerry. So how are you today? Well, wonderful. Thank you. What was one of your favorite parts about Hail Caesar? Well, this film is nominated for Best Production Design, so I want to focus on that. This film, it pretty much is a, a very cynical way of looking at the golden age of Hollywood. So a lot of the, a lot of the sets are built to its 1950s, 50s, 60s Hollywood with, you know, musicals, melodramas, and Western films, and all that kind of, and all that jazz. And it's, I love it as a film junkie, and I'm sure Jerry can agree with me, it's kind of fun to see the golden age of Hollywood be perceived by the Coen brothers, who can do some very weird films, but they have their own genre. So, um, Jerry, do you want to, what do you think? You know, I definitely agree, and I am kind of upset it didn't get more credit, because it really was a fantastic film. A lot of people didn't really notice it, I don't know why, because not only was the production design amazing, but so many other things was beautiful about it. One of the things I love personally was the cinematography. There were just yeah. great shots, and costume design, because of the production design and what time it was at, it was so great to see all these old classical costumes and just everything about it really made in that timeline. So I think it should win production design, and I'm honestly disappointed it didn't get at least nominated for more. I think it's because it came a little bit earlier in the award season, so I think that's what happened. But uh, I would totally agree with you, Jerry. I feel like it could have gotten nominated for more production, like makeup and hair and costume, because it's just, I love the Coens. They're their own genre. And I think, but for production, I think it's got a 
pretty good chance, but I feel like it may win. It may lose to some of the other categories. Let's move on. How did you guys think the humor in this was? Because it's supposed to be a very funny movie. I, I think that the comedy was really good, and it was a hilarious film, which is kind of interesting. This is a very dramatic and intense story. So to make that into a comedy was very hard, and they achieved it perfectly. And again, to kind of try to mock things and make that funny is also very difficult. And in my opinion, one of the most difficult types of comedies to achieve. And again, they achieved it perfectly, and it was one of the funniest films of the year. Wow, that's a pretty high scale of being one of the funniest. Also, do you think it could be nominated for any other awards besides just Best Production Design? I think Jerry and I mentioned this before and how we said that it's um, it, it could have been nominated for costume, could have been nominated for even hair and makeup because of the time period it is at. So, yeah, definitely could have. But I feel like a lot of the nominees like Passengers and La La Land and Arrival have a chance of winning production. But Hail Caesar is a nice, nice nod, I would say. Wouldn't you agree, Jerry? Yeah, I am glad they gave it something. There's a lot of films this year that I think should have been on so many categories that didn't get anything. So I'm glad they gave Hail Caesar at least something to show that it was a great film yep well thank you so much you're listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice Kids network today we're talking about some amazing topics about the amazing and wonderful oscar nominees and winners so right now we're going to talk to keeper and jerry about the amazing arrival what do you guys think about arrival because it is nominated for so many fantastic things like cinematography directing editing production sound and so much more so what did you think so in my opinion one of the best things that arrival had was not not songs but sound editing and sound mixing just the sound effects of the spaceship and the aliens and all those compiled together in the movie was just so legendary. So in my opinion, I think the chances for it to win an Oscar are highest in those categories. Keeper, what do you think? I would have to agree with you there with sound mixing and sound editing. For those of you who don't know, it's a cool little fact, Island. Sound editing is the creation of the sound, but sound mixing is, the, of course, the balancing of dialogue and sound effects and music, all combining it together and, again, mixing it together so it can create a well-balanced audio track. So, little fun fact for you guys. But I really agree with you there. To be honest, I heard about Arrival, but not enough for it to be nominated for this many Oscars. And so I was very surprised. And when I saw it, I finally understood that, wow, this film is, in my opinion, very underrated because not many people, I don't, I didn't hear too much about it until now. One of the directors, I'm blanking out on his, like, last name, Chris Vulian, Vulian, something like that. Um, he's directing the Blade Runner. And I was very skeptical about that because I don't feel like Blade Runner is my favorite sci-fi films of all time. And for him to do a sequel, I was concerned. But now that I saw him do this film, I'm excited. I feel like he's a very capable director. Do you guys think that this did a wonderful job of like reinforcing the fact that everybody loves aliens and they love space and they want to do more about exploration of space and finding out if there's really life out there? What do you think, Kiefer? When I saw this film, I saw this film on a iTunes packet that had special features. And the time and effort they put into creating the background for these aliens is so meticulous and and absolutely well developed because they had to create a whole new language of these of these beings. And it's incredibly fascinating how coherent this language is. They really create a language. And yeah, I feel like this took a whole different dimension of what what time is, and I'm not going to give anything away, but how this film um, focuses on the theme and development of time is something I've never seen done in a film of this caliber before. 
Jerry, what do you think? Because you're the sci-fi man. Jerry, you're my sci-fi guy. You you know sci-fi better than anybody else. I honestly, based off what I've seen in sci-fi films this year, I wouldn't consider this a typical sci-fi film in which they go and explore yeah. space and meet aliens. This was very different because not only did they really feature no special technology or try to focus on how advanced the future is, they didn't even talk about space at all. They were just talking about how these aliens affected us and how we were trying to communicate with them. And films talked about that for like five minutes, but no one actually made an entire film about this. And I do want to say one thing. It's, it is nominated for an adaptive screenplay. I don't think it's going to win simply based off the fact I've heard that the book it's based off or the short story is based off is completely different from the movie. So I just want to put that in there. But I think that it is very a unique sci-fi film, and I think for that, it will get a lot of recognition for trying something different. And I want to go off of that if I could. Sci-fi films usually do just focus on technology, and look at how cool this is. Look at how amazing this is. This film, in really, if you look at it, it's very simplistic of just interaction between the extraterrestrial and humans and how it affects them emotionally. And that's what I feel like I don't connect with sometimes um, sci-fi films because, as I mentioned before, Blade Runner, it's, again, there's some really cool futuristic aspects, but again, it's about interaction between the humans and the replicants. This one, it's humans and aliens. That's why I feel like it makes a strong, not generally sci-fi film, but just a strong film in general, is interactions and the human condition, which... That's why I really am excited. I feel like it's gonna. It's. I hopefully it wins against sound editing and sound mixing. And I would even even put it up against maybe best directing. But I feel like maybe Damon Chazelle would win that one. But again, this film is absolutely incredibly phenomenal. So, what do you guys think would be the best suited category for this amazing film? Is so many nominations. And what do you think which one of the best ones that it might win for, Jerry? No, the Oscars in general. I really feel like they kind of got rid of a couple of categories in history, uh, especially related to sound, because, you know, we just don't use specific specific things anymore, and people don't think of them a lot. So I really think that this film, it could be in a lot more categories that the Oscars took away, and I feel like the Oscars themselves could add a lot of new categories, because although there are a lot of categories, and I know this whole thing about, wow, the Oscars are too long, they shorten it, I think there are so many aspects of film that we need to cherish and show on because if you think about it none of these are done by computers or automated every single one of these categories nominated people work for hours and hours to do it on so to have complete parts of films that aren't even recognized i really think that the oscars should have more categories to be able to recognize more people well uh, sorry jay i want to ask uh sorry i want to ask what categories specifically do you want like a new category you want to see like recognized if you had to pick one like, a different one that's not in there? You know, one category that I kind of want to see almost as a much smaller category that isn't as serious is more of the advertisement side of films because <laughs> yes, I, I, I know this. it won't be an actual serious category where people will try so hard to get it, but some films, they've done so well with their advertisements, they need to win some awards for it. Or, like, yeah, best producer, some of that. I agree, because some films... Got terrible advertisement, like Zootopia. Terrible advertisement, great film, in my opinion. I thought it, terrible, it was terrible advertisement for that. Yeah, I would agree. An advertisement can make or break a film. I yeah. totally agree with you. Yeah. You could also do best poster, just more post-production things. Yeah. 
poster too because i mean the art of making posters in film is not as big anymore and i feel like that's important because these posters are pretty cool yeah i agree with you jerry totally like a smaller oscars for that yeah so why do you think so many people adore the oscars well the oscars is the biggest night in hollywood for many reasons it preserves cinema it preserves film it acknowledges a lot of films now of course the oscars have gotten a lot of bad reputations for nominations and snubs of course but I feel like award shows in general. I love the award season. It's my my season because I love to see the BAFTAs. I love to see the Grammys, the Emmys, the of course. And the Academy Awards is like the magnum opus of them all. It's the most prestigious. It's the biggest. It's the grandest. Why? Because it's the first. It was like the first award show that really got some that recognition. And I'm always excited for every time the Oscars come on because I love seeing the interactions with these stars and moviegoers and filmmakers all come together in one just to support each other and acknowledge the greatness of the past year. Yes, I totally agree. And thank you so much for talking with us, Keith Burton, Jerry. It is a pleasure talking to you once again. Okay, well, let's conclude the show now. And the Oscars are going to be on the air on Sunday, February 26, 2017. So definitely check those out. We have the amazing Jimmy Kimmel, who is being the fantastic host for this. And they are the 89th Academy Awards in the Dolby Theater in Hollywood, California. And I just cannot wait to see them and their styles on the red carpet and see Melissa Rivers. So tune in to see your favorites and see if your favorites won on February 26, 2017 for the amazing Oscars. And today's show is sponsored by the amazing Cat in the Hat knows a lot about space. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.